I'm delighted to welcome three professors from our wind, brass and percussion department. Alison Teal, who is Professor of Oboe, Joy Farrell, Professor of Clarinet and Senior Tutor in Chamber Music, and Graham Sheen, Professor of Bassoon. All three are giving a recital as part of our Faculty Artist Series on Monday the 11th of February in the Music Hall. So welcome all. Hello. Um, you've lined up a varied programme for this recital um, with Poulong and also some contemporary composers on the bill. Can you talk us through what you'll be playing and why you decided to include those pieces? Yes, I will. Well, actually, they, I was asked if I would do a faculty recital sort of by myself. And that was Joy, by the way, speaking. Um, and I thought, actually, you know what, that's not what I do, really. I don't very often stand up and play on my own with the piano, fun though it is. Um, so I thought what I do is chamber music and now that we've, we've got there's so much chamber music going on in school and I've got wonderful colleagues who are taking part in that so I thought bring them in and we can play together ourselves so that's how it came about so then um, the people that I that, that the, the most likely people to play with are, are Graham and Alison and so um, I thought right so what are we going to do and, and, and the oboe clarinet bassoon combination is is a good one and a, and a traditional one actually. At one point in Paris there were three professional uh, wind trios in operation so um, we've kind of used that as the basis for the, for the programme. And did you want to have a kind of um, very, like varied contemporary well, of more classical works? Or? Uh, of course, you, that, you, you have to present varied programmes, it's what makes life and, and your audience hopefully interesting because then there's something um, for everybody to listen to and I think we always have a duty anyway to present the very front edge of contemporary music. In this case actually um, I'm going to play a play piece with Richard Benjafield who's also just slipping in to play one piece on the, on the marimba with me which is written by a student in the school here, Stephen Williams. Oh, okay. So that's the most recent piece and then I think we work kind of backwards from there. So yeah, so we just look to see what we wanted to play, what we'd like to play and um, and keep it varied. Good traditional war horses. <laughs> the Poulenc. <laughs> oh, so pointing to me. I'm not a war horse. But there no, you go. <laughs> Poulenc trio is is amazing. One of the best pieces in the repertoire um, for oboe, bassoon, and piano. It's terrific. And and the French uh, music scene in terms of wind instruments is you would not have a program without it. I don't think. Um, well, you've all taught at the school, I think, for several years, um, and you obviously have very busy schedules outside the school as well. So do you ever get the chance to perform together? Is this, is this a first? Is this something it's new? the first for us three to perform together. Um, it's funny because probably, I think we've probably performed together as a duo, not necessarily in chamber music, but a bit orchestrally in some points. I've worked with Joy in Britain Symphonia before, and uh, Graham and I have worked together in um, the BBC Symphony Orchestra. Have you two played together? Yeah, the, the first time I ever worked with Graham, I was still actually a student, and it was amazing because I, I, he was was when you first started do, doing your arrangements, yes. and and you'd arrange the Schubert dances, oh, yeah. and uh, he got sort of friends and and sort of uh, I suppose keen enthusiastic or people that were free or. Uh, and, and anyway, I had the chance to go and, and play that, and there was there was sort of some real professionals there, and and he conducted it, and that was the f the first time uh, I came across Graham. That was, that was really exciting because because the music was amazing and the the arrangements were the arrangement was amazing, and so that was really fun. So that's a very long time ago. So probably we won't talk about how long that. Was. <laughs> <laughs> and Graham, is there something special about performing with your colleagues? 
Oh yeah, I think this is a, a good opportunity to also let the students see what we can do, what we what we do, leading by example, I hope. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, I mean, uh, we, we you know Alison and I spend you know most of our working life in in the symphony orchestra, and it's, of course that's great to to play something where there's only three or four of you. That's uh, that's very healthy for your music making, scaling the playing down. Um, and yes, we all, I mean, we all look forward to that, you know, making music ourselves. Of course, We're yeah. not the servants of a conductor or, or any other outside force. So. Mm. Yeah. And you touched on the fact that you'll be performing in front of your students. How does that feel? Um, and do you, what do you think they take from the experience? Well, I try to play as much as I can. So I'm quite used to it. We have, um, I spend quite quite a, a high proportion of my teaching time playing bassoon quartets with them um, and I've been amassing this um, this volume of quartets especially for teaching some original some arrangements so I, I'm used to rolling up my sleeves and actually playing with them and I hope again leading by example for me teaching is more process of assimilating good influence and good practice rather than telling them what to do it's it isn't that kind it isn't that kind of subject you have to lead by showing uh, good practice um, we also have uh, clubs I think every department has a club a bassoon club over clubs so. okay. and I, I have two of those in the last 18 months or so I've done little mini recitals I've just stood up and played things that I'm doing at the moment, and it gives me a chance to, to play through something and something. So I'm sort of used to it. Yeah. But yes, it's it's of course it's a, a big responsibility. Enjoy your well, well. You hope that they get from it what they should get from any concert, which is, you know, uh, introduction to repertoire they may not know, uh, hearing repertoire that they know well played in another way. You know, observational listening. You know, it's it's it should be like any other concert. I hope they just, you know, enjoy and listen and take it take it all on board. So, and I think also it's for them to realise that we're human. Um, I don't, some some students sometimes can put teachers on a bit of a pedestal, and um, it's quite healthy for us not to be put on a pedestal. I'd say, um, and so for them to realize that yes we might be nervous and um, how we deal with situations yes there may be mistakes and how, how do we as professionals you know deal with that issue and i think it's um it, it's that that's the sort of difference between perhaps being a student and professional is actually you've got that wealth of experience if, if something goes wrong you just get on with it and you sort of move forward and but yes i think it's invaluable for them the students that is to to see this play and what do you all enjoy about teaching at Guildhall? And also, how do you balance the other demands of your career with your roles here? Well, sometimes you don't. Like, you leave your clarinet at home when you're <laughs> heading off to a rehearsal this morning. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 it's, it's good diary management, isn't it? It's just, it the balance is like any life balance. With it, anybody with a... A lot of musicians today have the sort of portfolio career, so it's no different to... You know, it's man manage. It's time management skills are essential, mm. um, and 
teaching at Guildhall, I, I've, I've been teaching here for so long, I can't remember my life without <laughs> it. I've always uh, just been, in, been involved. It's, it's exciting and it's thrilling. It, I, it keeps me alive to, in my own work, my own playing, when you've got youngsters come in who are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and, you know, they want to play in a symphony orchestra and it's, it's just, you know, whether that's a realistic view or not, but the passion that they have for music and their instrument when, you know, it, it keeps you fresh because you could, as you go through the years, and there are many musicians who are, you know, it's it's like a job like anything else and it has its ups and downs and it doesn't get any any easier because it's not a job where you've you've got defined parameters that never change. You know, you if you go into the office and you know you're accounting and you're doing this, this and this, that's not going to change probably. Might have a new computer program. But for us we're only as good as our last concert. Even now, approaching you could say retirement, we're we're only ever as good as the concert we did yesterday. So and it's always changing and the challenge is always there. So to keep the energy that's required from us to keep practicing, to keep on top of our game as best we can, I find I feed off their enthusiasm and, and it's wonderful to sort of I, I share things with them and I say, Oh, you know what I discovered the other day? I found that I could do this fingering and aura. So I that's what it's great. Do you find that the teaching and the performing kind of inform each other? Oh absolutely. Um number of things I've discovered about my own playing through looking as a student and it is it's always a I think it's a wonderful way for self-learning um, and actually again one of the things that I try to encourage is for students to sort of help each other and sort of so it's both peer learning I think it's yeah. called really but in that I would include myself so they'd be telling me well you know actually I don't think that's right <laughs> or you know maybe you could try that or so it's a, sort of a, an ongoing process of yeah just developing your own skills all the time um, and finally how would you describe the windbrass and percussion department um, for perhaps somebody who's thinking of studying here if they're listening what what do you think is important in a wind player looking to study at this level I would say that enthusiasm and dynamis dynamicism <laughs> are very important and I think the windbrass and percussion department here are the epitome of that. It's so varied. The students here have so many opportunities. When I was a student here, which was <coughs> years ago, um, I didn't have a fraction of what the students have now. And as Joy said, you have to have a portfolio career. In the 15 years I've been a professional, inverted commas, um, I've had to change the way I view my career. And now students have all the input of what's available to them at all times and they can choose which path they go. It's not just about playing in a symphony orchestra anymore. There's so many facets and I think Guildhall really allows them to explore those opportunities whilst they're studying. Mm. Yes, we have um, quite a number of staff that have contacts you know, from the from the head of the department down doing various joy for instance and uh, other staff that do a lot of classes so they see the whole range of students they have a sort of um, a comparison of all the students and uh, they know everybody in all the, in all the departments and I think that's very useful there was when I was a student at Guildhall not you know long before this place was built long before the Barbican was built um, 
th there was nothing like that. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that connected us really was the fact that we played wind and brass instruments, <laughs> and there was there was um, you know an old chap who was a clarinet teacher who filled in a few forms and had a, a you know that. But th there was no there was no sort of organisation on a, on a big on a bigger level. Because um, we're talking about the time before degrees, yeah. Uh, um, so so th there wasn't a need to have everyone included in that way with a, with one um, sort of curriculum with one idea mm. going forward. Do you think yeah. perhaps people see music making as something? I know that for instance, I think there's a windbrass and percussion choir and things like that. That those things can inform your playing as well, and perhaps there's a sort of broader sense of music making. I think that that the school, if if you are obsessional, passionate about a career that involves music, and you want to perform and play at the highest level, um, and not necessarily in, in one way, but in music, full stop, then uh, this department is the place to be because you, uh, if you have any idea, I've, I've been in the office uh, when, when a student has come in with an idea and Richard just says, yeah, good one, okay. You know, it's, it's, if you, if you, if it's the place, if you are ambitious and have drive and enthusiasm, it will be met with encouragement. And that can't, you know, and opportunity. Can't, can't say more than that, can you? That's brilliant. Well, I'm, I'm so delighted to talk to you all today. Thank you for taking part. We're looking forward to your faculty artist recital, which is on Monday, the 11th of February, in the Music Hall, with tickets on sale from the Barkin Box Office now. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.